Hi, I'm Sarah Aviva, and you may have seen me on episodes and TV shows such as Lucifer, iZombie, Supernatural, Unreal, Ice, Aftermath, dot, dot, dot. You can see it all on IMDb. And you are listening to Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hi, and welcome to Neil Before Blog special Christmas podcast. Ah, oh, the could go wild. Um, so we've got six people. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, thanks. So we've got six people participating in this uh, Christmas special podcast, brought to you live. That's not true. Um, and we'll each put forward our favourite ever Christmas movie. Although or, I don't or one that we like in my case. <laughs> what? <laughs> or or one that I like. No, no, in my it's case. your favorite. It's your favorite. You have to defend it. <laughs> That's. Well, I'll defend enough. it. Yeah. So you're stuck with it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck with mine. Although I do really like it, and I'll tell you why, a little bit later on. So Craig, over to you. Hello, guys. Thank you for being here on this most jo- joyous of times. It's currently twelve days till Christmas, essentially. So. We're recording a podcast about Christmas. So, as Natalie said, we're going to we're going to take six Christmas movies that are our favourite slash ones that we like, and uh, <laughs> we're going to make a case for why they're good. Um, and then at the end, there will be an independent adjudicator who tallied up some scores, but that's something for later. You know, just to find out who the who the audience in inverted commas thought was the best. Yeah, overall. I think I changed my score already, and oh, no. and I think it's too late. Well, it's recorded now. It's it's done. It's it's like voting the yeah. day after an election. You can't do it. No, I've got regret. <laughs> That's it. No, no backsies. No takesies backs. Okay, Fine. so so we have six people, six movies, uh, and I will introduce everyone in turn. So first up is Angus. Hello, Angus. Ooh. Feliz Navidad. Hey. Hey. Natalie, whose voice you've already heard introducing us for this evening. It was her idea to do this, so well Hello. done. Hello. Sorry in advance. Also, are we are we to say what our movie is? Because mine's is The no. Grinch. No, not yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Why have I not to say it? Because you're, it's, it'll be part of an introduction to the movie. Well, this is the introduction. My movie is the original <laughs> animated Grinch. Well... <laughs> Let's park that for now. And the gods of editing have just chopped you out as if it never happened. Or how the Grinch stole Christmas is a uh, technical th- title. So we're here with uh, five people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, he puts the Chris in Christmas. It's Chris. Woo! Oh, ho, ho. Hello. <laughs> oh, ho. Wow, the enthusiasm radiating. Yep. Uh, up next, you, you may have heard him making dinner, dropping stuff opening doors in the background in previous podcasts. Now he's here to talk. Hello, Isaac. Hello, I live with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're already that's, my favourite. That's, 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 that's my canon, like my canon introduction. That's yeah. what you need to know. I live with him, I put up with him, Ooh. and now I'm pulled into his, his weird world of talking on, online about yeah, film. That's, that's it. <laughs> Putting up with me is his superpower. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah. He also draws comics, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, shameless plug. We're all shameless. Check them out. They're very good. I'll, I'll ring the I'll ring the gong. Sound the gong. Shameless plug alert. 
And last, but not by no means least, it's something that the Northern Hemisphere doesn't spend a lot of time on. Sandy. Hello. Yeah. As in sandy what? beaches. Yeah. Oh, I think it's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, yeah. Um, Lovely on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and we're singing already. So Craig, are you going to introduce music. yourself? Um, yeah, who are you? Who's I'm he? Craig. You, I was already introduced. I'm Craig. I'm kind of not your The man who needs no introduction. I need no introduction. Should not be have introduced. his introduction talked over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. And I'm here. Cool. So, what we have is six movies, as we've explained. <laughs> and we're going to let the gods of, gods of randomness decide who goes first. So, whoever goes first has to tell us what their movie is. I don't want to go first. I'm really us. scared. Well, tough. So in front of me I've got a list and I'm just going to assign you a number based on the list that I've got in front of me which is the list you're all logged in on the TeamSpeak server. So I'll be number one, Angus number two, Natalie three, Chris four, Isaac five, Sandy six. Okay with that? Yeah. The yeah. numbers do not reflect my opinion of you. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Mate, everyone knows I'm at the bottom of the list, so... <laughs> Well, you're you're going to be cut out of this entirely. You'll be like a deleted <laughs> character from a film. It's... <laughs> so one through six, I'm going to roll the virtual dice and see who goes first. The virtual dice. Ooh, so we're up for number four, which is Chris. Chris is up first. Yes. Uh, no pressure then. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, for my choice, I am going back to the year 1992. 25 years, almost bob on 25 years from uh, uh, when we record this podcast. And my chosen film is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yay! 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 Legit, my Strange favorite. satellite delay between here and there, but the audience loves it. Excellent. So the reason I've chosen The Muppets Christmas Carol is because it is... A Christmas Carol itself is one of those quintessential Christmas tales, and it's got added Muppets. What more could you ask for? Well, that's the entire argument, fair enough. That is, that is the entire argument, essentially. <laughs> you get to see a weird, put-together piece of fuzzy felt performing with the Muppets. How good is that? You know, is the weird fuzzy felt Michael Caine? Potentially. Uh, so, uh, you said that, I didn't. Um, but... <laughs> so, you know. I'd love it if Michael Caine was listening to this. He's like, oh, I'll try a random podcast. It's like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like, oh, maybe I'll share this on Twitter and get a million. Oh no, never mind, never mind. Clicked off. Done. I love Fuzzy Felt, so it's all positive for me. Yeah, well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Muppets Christmas Carol. No, it's one of the better versions of a Christmas Carol. Uh, not just because it's Kermit the Frog in it, but I think the the attention to detail and the you know the design of the the buildings, the the miniature work is. Uh, Michael Caine's performance is excellent. Kermit the Frog outdid himself. Slapstick um, comedy. Chris, what do you think? I love it. It's got cheesy musical numbers. It has got Kermit the Frog. It has got one of the uh, the cutest uh, <laughs> sort of little stories that runs through it. It's kind of a perfect Christmas tale in a way, and it kind of takes out some of the brutalness of. A Christmas Carol uh, and makes it more family friendly. I don't think it's Christmas without seeing this film. That's so true. Yeah, and the Ghost of Christmas that's Future true. thing, that's like really, really well done. I love the, the way it just ages until death. That, that's really cool. Pretty scary. 
even for kids. Actually, yeah, that part used to freak me out. Do you know when they're in the cemetery Mm -hmm. and then, like, death is with them and he's just, like, a faceless figure? I was always like, man, that is so creeps. Tell you what, I used to uh, entertain my uh, two younger siblings by converting my room into a little mini cinema for them, and that's the song, the film they always wanted to watch. It was really, it was really annoying when it was in June, though. Yes, but it kept them quiet for a while. It was so good that they wanted to watch it all year round. (laughs) Everyone knows that, like Muppet Christmas Carol is the December viewing. Muppet Treasure Island is the June July viewing. Why were they not watching that? Well, we didn't have it. Oh. <laughs> Should have got Aww. yourself down to the video shop. and, and <laughs> wow. Yeah, Global Videos. They would have had it. Going back, that's going back a bit. <laughs> no, the, the, only video, the only video rental place in, in the village was a dark and dank place which you just didn't want to go into. Oh, sounds that like sounds every like video place. rental store. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells like socks for some reason. Always, always spells it. Like yes. Clean ones. No, no. <laughs> ones that you've just taken off ones. after after a week of hiking. Ooh. Yeah. Can anyone even smell after a week of hiking? <laughs> but yeah, Christmas, Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol, excellent, excellent choice, and uh, I do enjoy it. I haven't watched it yet this year, but there's twelve days left, so I will get around to it. We're watching room- it right now, and Gus said that we had to <laughs> oh, mute no. it, and I'm really upset because now they're doing like a big, massive musical number with my favourite redhead, and uh, and I can't hear it. Well, so I, I'm really sad. I didn't want to admit that we were watching it because that would, you know, kind of put over that we are supporting Chris's argument. And I, I am. I'm in it yeah, <laughs> I, I, have, I have the feeling I can count on your vote, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is excellent. Uh, I, I kind of feel guilty man- starting with this one. It's the man who says, come in and know me better, man. He's like the best. Ah, the ghost of Christmas present. He's so jolly. Yeah. Christmas present. Yeah, I like him. He's like, oh, he's my favourite. Yeah, so are you a a Muppets fan in general or just this one? Uh, no, I do. I do quite like the Muppets. Actually, there's all different bits and pieces that have been quite good. There's a, a you know the recent one with um, Ricky Gervais. I wasn't a particular big fan of, but uh, the one before that was pretty good with Jason Siegel. Siegel, Siegel in it. Yeah, yeah, quite quite like that because life's a happy song gets stuck in your head a bit like some of the the <laughs> tunes in this one. You know, it's one of those ones where you watch it and you go, I shouldn't like this song, but I totally do. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, big big fan of the Muppets, big fan of the the sort of Henson's thing. If you ever get the chance to see the improvised Muppet show, I know I'm going kind of off topic here, um, but there's a thing called uh, Puppet Up, uh, which appears occasionally at the Edinburgh Fringe, and that is well worth going along to see because it's all improvised Muppet shows and sketches from the Muppets uh, back catalogue done Muppets? live in front of you. It's not the actual Muppets, but it's things from the Muppet show, so the Henson Puppet Company. Ah. So they do improvised sketches, so they've got the actual Muppeteers on stage in front of you. Muppeteers. And then they've got, a cam- <laughs> they've, got a f- they've got a camera in front of them, and then you can see it uh, on two big screens in the background. So you can see what you would see on the TV uh, behind them, and in front of you you can see all the work that actually goes into making the, wow. the performance. So definitely worth getting to see if you have the chance. That sounds really cool. There we go. A little if bit you like of Muppets. pseudo sponsorship. <laughs> Today's program was brought to you by. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think we're off to a nice and positive start. You know, everyone likes it. 
Uh, it's all up in the air as to, to who will win because we don't know what the other four entries are. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, we all know, but no one knows. The audience <laughs> don't know. So, shall we this move on to our, our next advocate? Yes. I will move on. Time to throw the virtual dice. Number six, Sandy. Oh, excellent. Right, mine comes from 1990 and has um, what at the time was my doppelganger because we looked identical to each other at that time. It's Home Alone and uh, with the uh, famous Macaulay Culkin. Um, 1990? 1990, yes. Yes, we're old. We are officially (laughs) old. No, no, we're not old. We can't be old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Macaulay Culkin is... uh, I'm a couple of months older than Macaulay Culkin, but at that time we looked identical. So much so I got a ribbing at school. (laughs) It sounds like we're about to get into some deeply traumatic memories here. No, no, no. I, I... I kind of brush it, it off. It's all right. Sandy got his own back by setting several traps for the bullies, uh, <laughs> essentially electrocating them and almost killing several children. Yes. Uh, so it was fine. My my, um, my favourite was the paint cans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get get got them every single time going up the stairs. I just waited for the school bell to go and I just let rip with the paint cans. Um, yeah, but uh, well, what's not to like about Home Alone? You know, you've got the the, the a famous child star who. Arguably, is pretty good for being a child actor. You've got Joe Pesci, absolute classic. Try not uh, to swear. With yeah, yes, with Daniel Stern, um, uh, oh Stern, how do I demand? I don't know how you really pronounce that, but meh. And brilliant setting. I mean, it, it's everybody's nightmare, really. Everybody going on holiday and you getting left behind. No, it's I mean, not. It's a dream come true. Well, not when you're ten years old. Kevin had a great time to. for a few days. For a, well, he was only he was only alone for like a day. So he got to yeah, eat all the pizza really he wanted. Alone. Yeah, he got Ice to order loads breakfast. of pizza. He got to like just jump around all the beds and um, party. He got to be responsible and buy toothpaste and wreck Buzz's room. Wreck Buzz's room. Steal steals a toothbrush. Money. And become friends with the neighbour. That was a creep, but actually not a creep because he's actually the star of the whole entire movie. He's the Indeed, best. and he's the saviour at the end as well. Comes to his rescue. He's the hero. Um, little bit of trivia: um, when Joe Pesci puts his uh, puts McCorkin's finger in his mouth to say, "I'm going, I'm going to bite it off," uh, you know, to exact revenge for the for the house of horrors that they were dragged through, he actually did bite down, and Macaulay Culkin apparently has a scar from it. Wow. He'd be arrested for that now. He bit just a little bit too hard. (laughs) But Macaulay Culkin was the consummate professional at the time and just got on with it. What a guy. What a guy. That's gross. Uh, But but then you've got the the music as well by John Williams um, with the... I can't remember what he... The the main theme that you hear going all the way through, which is um, choral and also orchestral. It's just a wonderful, wonderful film. Oh, we love the music from that. Yeah, it's good. You tune? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Home Alone. Uh, it's really good fun. I also like all the deconstructions that people come up with later about the, you know, the the injuries that the criminals would have actually sustained and and how sadistic. <laughs> Especially for part two, when they're in New York, because you're like that guy yeah. would be dead with those bricks. 
Well, they'd have been dead in the first one. Oh, definitely. I mean, the funniest, for for me, I I know this sounds a bit sadistic, but the funniest injury for me is when uh, Daniel Stern's character is going up the stairs that that Macaulay Culkin's tarred up. So you see him, he's he's lost his shoes, now he's losing his um, last Mm -hmm. sock, and then he stands on a nail. Oh, and then he just horrible. and then yeah. he just does that um sustained scream as as he as he just gently rocks backwards and falls down. I yeah, when he earlier, falls down the stairs is brilliant. Watched it earlier on today just to remind myself of it and I still laugh at it. I think his slapstick performance makes the oh, whole God. movie for me. It's amazing. He's the best. It yeah. surely has yeah. to get to a point where they're, they're like, right, okay, it's, we're giving up now. This is not worth it. Normal, normal burglars would... I was just thinking that as well. Honestly, cause I, I was re- watching it and I'm saying, what what would Craig say about this? About this? And he says, yeah, yeah, normal burglars would go, you know what, we've already burgled the other houses. To heck with this place, we're off. Yeah, these guys aren't normal burgers. They're the wet bandits. Yeah, the wet <laughs> bandits. Sticky bandits. The wet bandits. All the sticky the bandits, bandits in in, in uh, number. Yeah. And Home Alone Two would come a second uh, uh, for me. Because um, it's I also like, brilliant. It's it's brilliant, but it's not as good as the original. Oh, but it's Tim Curry. Guess our president. Oh, Tim oh, Curry. Tim Curry and his and that the wobbling lip at the end there. Oh, that Love is it. hilarious. Get down on your knees and tell me you're sorry. Oh, I <laughs> love you. I just like. I also like the bit where Daniel Stern's character gets electrocuted. Um, yeah, and he's a skeleton. And, and and he's and he's when, when he's when he's recovering, it's like Harry. This is funny as hell. It, it's the, probably the closest you can get to a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon. Certainly the um, the the burglaring scene. Um, yeah, I mean, sequence. it's pretty vicious. He, he sets, really he sets Joe Pesci's head, head on fire, you know, and um, burns an M into, you know, uh, an M into his hand. So it's actually quite vicious. And in, in actually, if you think about it, he'd probably get done for GBH or something like that, you know? I wouldn't have it any other way. He terrorises the little Nero's pizza guy as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, is hel- that is also hilarious. But it all adds to the film. You know, you, you, you see past the... the the slapstickness and it's just it's just great gun control in America though eh yeah mm-hmm. but also uh, um, also I'm amazed that uh, Kevin manages to tidy the whole house in the space of a few hours it's not except him except Buzzy's room it's not him that does it it's the old man that does it for him is it yeah no the old man's hanging out with his fam yeah mm. no that's afterwards that's after the fact he just takes his snow shovel in there and scoops everything up <laughs> It's. Uh, I think it's. Um, it's implied that the old man helps him out. I thought he did it himself, and that was him learning great responsibility. Except well, Buzz's room. Except Buzz's room. Well, <laughs> why would you tidy your sibling's room? You'd be like, nah, they can do it themselves. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I would do exactly the same thing. I will. Uh, I will admit that the standing on the nail. Um, scene inspired me uh, to booby trap my room against my younger brother he would always go down and wreck it Um, and I would always get a row from my mum because my room was always a mess but I'd been away all day come home and it's a and it's a wreck and she sees it and then I get the I get the blame for it so I decided to booby trap my room with cocktail sticks and (laughs) play-doh that's very sadistic and it worked (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he, my brother stood on it because you, no shoes were allowed in the house, so he stood on it, got around, and my mum went, don't do it again, but also told my brother, and don't go into his room. That's a warning. Uh, and I knew my brother would be too clever to step, uh, go down the stairs in the same way. He'd hug the wall. So where did I put the sticks the next time? <laughs> Against the wall. And he stood on them again. That's kind of scary, I have to say. <laughs> I feel like this is like a long plan. Like The actual plan was just destroy his feet so that he's wheelchair bound and he can't get upstairs to destroy your room anyway. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this... This is going to sound very, very strange, but my room was in the cellar. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. It sounds strange, <laughs> but um, it, uh, we were in, uh, in Europe at the time, uh, in Germany, and uh, the cellar was a perfectly habitable place. It had carpeting, it had heating, and, and such like. Until it was booby-trapped. Until I booby-trapped it, yes. <laughs> Did it have a scary furnace that roared at you? Actually, there was a furnace in the other in the other in the other room, which would make noises every now and then. Yeah. You're, so what you're saying is, you are Macaulay Culkin. I suppose you could say Looked that. Like him, check. <laughs> Scary furnace, check. Well, he, he did booby trap your house, check. He did kind of disappear for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he is. He's on this podcast. <laughs> wow, <laughs> mystery solved. <laughs> Mister Culkin, uh, it's an honour. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, it's another one of those Christmas films as well that manages to get like a couple of really good Christmas tracks. And you know, you've got "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," you've got uh, "Run Rudolph Run," Chuck Berry, yeah. stuff like that. And it's it's one that's got a wee little Christmas soundtrack. And it was re- it was recently also parodied um, on Family Guy. Um, Brian is um, no, yeah, it's, it's Family Guy. Brian was is doing the peeping Tom thing. So he's got binoculars and he's looking at the, the, the block of flats um, across from him. And at one point, you see, you see the, the view of the binoculars pan right and then you see um, curtained um, windows with backlighting and an obvious um, cardboard cutout of someone moving along. And it's in exactly the same shape as, as the one in the film. And That's it's Michael using Jordan. exactly the same rocking around the Christmas tree track. And then Brian goes... Yep, definitely people home there, and then moves on. <laughs> wow. Family Guy parodying something that everyone's seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about Home Alone is like a lot of people remember it for the, the carnage that, that happens in the last half hour or so. Yeah. But there, there is actually a really heartfelt and sweet story that happens before that point. And, you know, it's obviously it's about two hours long, so there is a story there. And I do think it, um, it's pretty good throughout. You know, it, it builds itself very well. Yeah, I like how he he encourages uh, uh, the old man. I can't remember his uh, his character's name now. Old man um, Marley. Old man Marley. That's him. Um, he encourages him to speak to his uh, son, who he has not spoken to for years. Um, and uh, this guy also t- teaches him not not to be scared. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's it's a it's a nice little uh, nice little uh, film. Uh, it's got everything. Something for the adults. Something for the kids. It's just an all-round good film. And one of the most brutal films ever made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good choice. Uh, does anyone else have anything else to chime in, or shall we go back to the gods of randomness? Uh, just one more thing. My mum, who I know always listens to these podcasts, absolutely hates Home Alone, which makes me love it all the more. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Does your Is mom it like Home Alone? Yeah, 
Did she actually? Yeah, I remember oh, when God. I admitted to seeing Alien at too young an age, she like, texted me and was like, what were you doing watching Alien at that time? Mum will always be mum. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, hello, Angus's mum. Uh, Hi, sorry. Sandra. Sorry we're talking about Home Alone, but we love it. Thanks for giving us listens or views, <laughs> however you want to say. Yeah, thanks, readers. So, gods of randomness, shall we pick our next victim? Number four, which is Isaac. Hey. So no, I... no, four was four was Chris. Oh, no, you said my name Chris. now. You said my name now. I want my moment. Uh, the next number was five anyway, so there you go. Isaac. Excellent. So my Christmas film is Gremlins, which I actually looked at the date before. It came out in the past. Uh, so <laughs> it's sort of like... Like it not 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 right, right now or nineteen eighty four. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. It's a long. It's it's an old film, but good. Yeah. It's older than me. It's older than yeah, yeah. There's this pre, a pre, Craig film. It's pre me as well. Right, it's pre all of us. It's pre all of us probably. But it's great. Uh, I was four Except years Macaulay old. Culkin. Except, Except for Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I was yeah. four years old at the time. Yes. <gasps> Okie dokie. So almost pre all of us. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, so Gremlins was a Christmas film. It's got all the sort of Christmas highlights. Like there's like a an animal in a too small of a box, and what? Some, yeah, Gizmo's clearly in like he's like a tiny little, Aww. a little like sort of the, the little wooden box thing. That's there's, a Christmas highlight. What was your, what was going on in your family at home? Everyone gets the standard traditional animal in a small box. That's a that's a, that's a Blackpool tradition. You find it, you find it, you just put it in a small box. That's it. Is that air holes or no air holes? Depends uh, if you like them or not. Yeah, it depends. It depends how angrily you rip the like the paper open. Really, depends if you're planning to eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. uh, it's got. There's a harrowing story about uh, someone's dad dressing for his father Christmas and then breaking their neck in a chimney. Yes. What? Uh, People have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected dark turn, yes. Is it? (laughs) Indeed. Like, are any of our Christmas films not featuring either near death, suggested death, or someone dying? Because Home Alone is very fatal. Yeah, and you have. There's tiny, tiny Tim is ill. Yeah, t- Tiny Tim dies. And got, yeah. so t- I've just got the ghosts as well, like ghosts of thingy. So wait, Tiny Tim doesn't. Tiny Tim doesn't die in the Muppets version, though. Well, he does when you go to the future. Yeah, but that's yeah. in the future. But he doesn't actually die. Like no, you see, when, um, Michael Caine's grave too. He dies and then he's saved. Yeah, but there's like the like like the Scrooge's grave and uh, spoilers. And that's there's like there's like the ghosts. <laughs> Spoilers so, for a Christmas Carol, everyone. Spoilers for a Christmas Carol. Mate, there are some people who will discover this movie this year, and it will be amazing for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there are some people them. who haven't seen Gremlins even. Yeah. But they have heard this. They've heard this podcast before. The hearing of Christmas Carol. <laughs> so we like. So God, we'll forget Charles Dickens. Forget him. We'll go to podcast first. Classic Christmas <laughs> stories later. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's the right. That's the, yeah. that is the correct way to do it. That's the aim. That's once we get past that banner, that milestone, and we beat Charles Dickens as like the yeah. But again, no, no, I'm not his. his I'm not heard his podcast, so. That's the <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what else happens in Gremlins? Well, it's got it's got critters. There's a toy shop. There's it's all havoc and mayhem. And essentially, it's like if anybody who's had like any family, like that's either got like brothers or sisters or cousins, where it's just a, like a, a, a havoc. Well, like so any sort of Christmas house where there's new things, people just throw in gadgets around. There's bits of Lego and garbage everywhere, and <laughs> like arguing and shouting and stress and. Don't forget the melting gremlins. There's a melting gremlin. And there is the, the three rules of owning a mogwai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so never feed Don't it eat. to midnight oh, or water. And there's probably another one. What's the third no one? sunlight. Oh yeah, no sunlight, no bright light. They're not always sunlight. Well, nope. bright lights in general. Yeah, yeah bright lights kill them. It's a similar rule. It, yeah, real hurts. <laughs> it's almost like IT professionals. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! They only eat food after midnight. That's the that's big difference. Oh yeah, only feed only feed them after midnight. <laughs> only feed them after midnight. And no water, just coffee, plain yeah. coffee, yeah. or energy drinks. Yeah, or energy drinks. Yeah, yeah. I love Gremlins. Um, Gizmo. I love Gizmo. I've always liked Gizmo. And uh, yeah, and Gizmo. I don't understand why all his children are evil. That's never explained. They just are. Yeah. Maybe he's got some dark secrets and he just kept them hidden away. Well, they're all slight. They've all got slightly different characters, uh, but they follow the one, uh, the, the one evil one, Stripe. They they follow him. Um, yeah. Uh, but they've all got slightly different characters. I mean, one of them he's just he's just kooky, and, and and the other one that the teacher has seems to be fairly okay, almost like Gizmo. But um, did they not all like emerge from his back? Because that used to creep me out so. Oh yeah, there's much. a terrifying scene in the. I know there's a terrifying scene when Stripe jumps in the swimming pool and like all the lights go weird and like you can see the bubbles on like his like hairless back and it's mm. like and all of like the it starts foaming up in the swimming mm. pool. Yeah, obviously the characters like in what was it Gremlins two when you have like really different Gremlins. So that's another good thing about this. It's got a it's a Christmas movie with a non Christmas sequel. So if it's not Christmas, you can still see the Gremlins. You can still watch Gremlins movies. Yes. And an upcoming revisit of some sort. There's probably, like, it's one of those things that there's, I think, older than me, there's been, like, Gremlins 3 may potentially happen. So uh, it's either been in development hell or it's, like, a, a rumoured idea that's gone on. Well, think about but, what you could do these days with the CGI and such like. And obviously, puppets are, are the puppetry technology is far more advanced now as well. So I, I think it would look, uh, 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 Gremlins 3, as long as it's got a good story, would actually look quite spectacular. Yeah, do, you think they'll get, uh, do you think they'll get uh, Hollywood megastar Zach Galligan back? <laughs> no, they'll use the Stranger Things kids, that's what they'll do. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be season three of Stranger Things, isn't it? Well, after, after a quick Google, it has been written, apparently. Oh, there we go. Chris Columbus has written it and said it has a twisty, dark screenplay. Oh, God. <laughs> well, like like the uh, the last two uh, series. Yeah, I wonder who. I try to think who would be what. What's current Hollywood actor now would be in a Gremlins three? Dwayne Johnson. Oh, Dwayne, oh, as a yeah. villain, like as a as a businessman villain. No, he's the the sweet guy that gets the the Mogwai. He, he finds Gizmo. And... Oh, he's a child, so it's like all Stranger <laughs> Things think cat like cast as his friends, and then he's just there, like pretending to be like like sort of twelve years old on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, there's the I, twisted and dark element of the screenplay. <laughs> I'd yeah. watch that. It's like Dwayne Johnson as a child. I'd yeah. watch that. Yeah. Well, isn't that the new Jumanji? Isn't he a chi- 
I've not seen that yet, but he is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Because in the trailers, like, they're all... Someone gets a, a Dwayne Johnson avatar. So essentially, he's already done the... I don't know. Jumanji's beating him to the... Gremlins to the punch. Maybe. I don't think be, Dwayne Johnson's going to be in I, You know what I think would be... What we're missing these days is a good old star cast where, where everybody is in completely different roles to what they're usually in. I don't think we need that at all because we've got, like, all those crap movies like Love Actually or... What are those ones that used to have like every single actor from Hollywood currently on like the same poster? What like Valentine's Day and all that nonsense. Oh, Honestly, they're all <laughs> and I don't oh, know why 43. they get made. So please, no, like let's not have any more movie where people do that. No more films. They're disgusting. I actually quite like Love Actually. I'm just going to go out there and say that. <laughs> I saw it once because everyone was going on about how awesome it was and I was like, great, I should maybe watch it. Tried watching it and I was like, this is the biggest load of pants I've ever seen in my life. And I love, isn't Alan Rickman in it? Yeah. And I love that man. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? I liked the movie as well. I mean, I only recently watched it. Um, and I thought, yeah, that's Maybe actually quite a good movie. Maybe it's Hugh Grant I've got an issue with. Maybe. Uh, I think it's, I think it's alright. It's, it's not bad. Ugh. I don't want what? not bad. I want amazing. Liam, Hugh Grant Liam always Neeson, seems uh, to play the exactly the same character though. Yeah, uh, Liam Neeson playing a guy who's uh, mourning the loss of his wife just before he actually lost his wife. Yeah. That's kind of twisted. That's crazy method. That's Jared Leto levels of method acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Liam Neeson, so maybe that's also another reason why I don't like love acting. Yeah, that, that may jade your uh, opinion just a little, I think. I just can't believe Craig chose it as his favourite Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it wasn't his favourite, it was the one he said that he liked. <laughs> I, I think if this was a visual thing, this is the perfect moment where we get that road sign thing where you say thread and then actual direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he were, Craig wasn't allowed to use Nativity 3 Dude Wears My Reindeer as his favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that exists. Or just, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the way this conversation's going, it's like that picture and picture of Jurassic Park where Dennis is rotating the sign trying to find out where he needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, Gremlins, yeah, uh, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. I always wanted a Mogwai. I would take better care of it, I think. Although, no, I can't I take know. care, I can't take care of myself. I, I spill things frequently. Uh, I shouldn't have a Mogwai. That's why Isaac is there. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I'll Wait. be back. I'll be back to like smashing pans. I feel like just for constant like consistency, I should just like throw plates around my room and stuff, <laughs> just so we always have that background noise. <laughs> well, if we ever got a uh, evil mogwai, we have a microwave, so we'll be okay. That's true. We could just yeah. Hang, hang, hang on a second. Make, make you feel at home. Hey. <laughs> was it? Am I am I right in thinking it was? Um, it was Ray Harryhausen that did the, the Gremlins effects. I think so. Either way, it's pretty. The, the effects were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, they were the mutant, mutated Gremlins are needle. They're pretty grotesque. Indeed, especially the one at the end as well. Uh, you know, where it's it's mostly just skeleton, and it's still coming after him. That's. Even that's pretty well done. I can't see how they uh, they did it. You know, so, sometimes you can see. Oh, uh, I can see how they did that, but um, uh, that one I have no clue. 
Yeah. It was Harry Housen that did the, the Gremlins effects. Yeah. Creature feature stuff. God it's a good it's a, it's a good Christmas creature feature, that's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, I just quickly Googled it. Uh, Nativity 3 is actually called Dude, Where's My Donkey? Oh. Oh. Is that actually its name? Yeah. So it really exists? Yeah, it's a 2014 movie. Oh. It's got Martin Freeman. Wow. There's wow. our spoiler special for next Christmas then. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do we're going to do a, a deep analytical retrospective of the Nativity series, yeah. and I can see the listener count going down, down, and it's gone. Well, my mum will probably still listen. <laughs> Possibly, maybe even that will break her. <laughs> so, any more on Gremlins or? I'm just, read, just reading some info about it, and apparently the composer of the song, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, um, he's actually has a cameo as the man in a telephone booth uh, glancing at the camera, and no, none other than Steven Spielberg is um, in it as well. Is there not a gag? Is, is it in Gremlins that there's a gag with the time machine in the background as well? Yeah, oh, the science fair, yeah, there's yeah. like a yeah. smoke. And then it disappears, and they're, they're trying <laughs> and to figure really out where confused. he went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite hilarious. I, yeah. I, I first noticed that, actually, um, in my viewing of it uh, a couple of days ago. It's the first time I'd watched Gremlins in a long time. And then I'm looking in the background, because I've, I've learned to look in the background in films like this. Yeah. And sure enough, there's a whole spiel going on about the time machine. It's there. Time travel exists in the Gremlins universe. Uh-huh. There we go. By accident, apparently. So yeah, there's all sorts of little gags like that. Joe Dante is always good at these kinds of things. Uh, he he does good work in, in these kind of bizarre little things. And it is a good Christmas movie, I would say. Even though it has a needlessly dark story about what's her name, Kate? Is that her name? Her dad dying in a chimney. Yeah, that's a little bit. Of, that's a little bit dark. But from what I uh, what I read somewhere, that that actually did happen to someone. I think so, it happens to a lot of people. Um, so yeah. It's it's a bit of a dark bit, but um, it gets you, you snap out of it pretty quickly. It's just such an innocent conversation to begin with. It's like, oh, Kate, okay, why do you hate Christmas? Well, <laughs> what do you say to that? You know, when you're told that story. Cool. Uh, any more on Gremlins, or shall we randomise the the dice again? Uh, yeah, that's everything I think. Cool. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, it's me, number one. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. We're number so, one. So my, my, my original choice was usurped, but that may come later. Who knows? Uh, so instead, I chose the Christmas classic starring one of the greatest action movie, action movie actors of all time, action heroes of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is, of course, Jingle All the Way. Oh. The film. <laughs> it's turbo time! <laughs> The, f- the film that celebrates all the worst parts of Christmas, such as commercialism, greed, spoiled children, neglectful parents. Creepy neighbours. Creepy neighbours. Parents. In fact, really creepy neighbours. Parents running through this, around the city at, oh, the, on Christmas Eve looking the, for a toy they forgot. Yeah, the scrum at the supermarket when it opens. All American yeah. guys with Austrian accents. <laughs> Called Howard. <laughs> the least Arnie name possible. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's a mattress salesman. It doesn't really tell you, but he sells mattresses. He must lift a lot of mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Yeah, in the no, film. No, does he not have like an office job? Does he not wear like a shirt and tie at some point? Uh, no, his office job sell is mattresses. selling yeah, mattresses. He, he sells mattresses uh, by uh, by the bulk. And everyone oh. is his number one customer. Wow, that's cute. Including that's his genius. wife. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, there is that there is that little mo- montage like place uh, bit where he's telling everybody, you're my number one customer. Yeah, and the, the very first part of the film, it reveals that he's a bit neglectful of his son, he's a workaholic, he's late for the karate thing, um, and by the end of the film, he learns absolutely nothing. So, That's great not message. true, how can you no, say no. that? No, he learns nothing. He, yes, he, he does. Well, no, because he's not saying anything that he's not been saying in all films. So, no, but I what mean, he does, like, so, like, he learns to spend time with his son, and then he realises that his son was looking to a plastic toy to be a hero as a replacement for his dad. But then he's like, oh, that could be me. He steps into that role and becomes a role model for his son. It's really, really powerful. Wait, whose favourite Christmas movie is this? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's until next week where he's trying to watch TV and his son's like, look, Dad, and he's like, leave me alone. Mate, the movie doesn't end there, okay? It ends with him having his dad as a role model, okay? And someone that he's proud to say is his dad, because before he doesn't want to say, like, that's his dad, and he thinks of, like, Turbo Man is the coolest thing ever. And then he's like, oh my god, like, my dad is actually amazing. It's yeah, a I great think, story. I, I think you missed the boat there, Craig. <laughs> well, throughout the film, uh, Arnie has the worst day ever on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. He gets involved in some kind of bizarre criminal underground toy counterfeiting business. Where uh, there's a turbo man that speaks, is it Italian? That I think yeah, I think it's a, a, a Spanish. Uh... Yeah, and Jim Belushi is a weird skeezy Santa. And oh yeah, yeah, it's really strange. Um, Jake Lloyd is a son uh, who would later go on to play Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Cast was... of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, and then he was never heard from again. He had two chances to make it in Hollywood, and he failed at both of them. Isn't he uh, quite like? I'm not going to finish that sentence. Dead. Never mind. <laughs> no, he's alive. According to he's alive. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think he had a great time. He's no. also born in 1989. He's only two years younger than I am. Less I, think he, I think he had a bit of a hard time recently. His last credit was Star Wars Racer Revenge as young Anakin Skywalker voice. There it goes. Good career, Jake Lloyd. Stop it. I'm not going to say anything about him because he was a child actor and he was forced into making a lot of decisions that he didn't want to and he probably got completely done over. So I'm not saying anything bad about it's, him. It's also, I, I think I read somewhere, he actually chose not to oh. c- continue anymore because he wanted to uh, do other things. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, not, not, not all child <laughs> actors that suddenly disappear from films um, <laughs> are d- don't are oh disappear because they've been discarded. Someone will actually decide no, not for me. Yeah, not all child actors are in not the to do that. chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> Indeed. Um, what's his uh, What's his name from um, From Neverending Story? <laughs> Both yeah, but he had to watch a horse die, so do you know what I mean? Uh, both of them actually decided not to con- uh, uh, further their uh, acting careers. Not all child actors were in die. Phantom Menace, though. 
Just, just saying. You know, that doesn't mean that he had, and he should have gone on to do bigger and better things in Hollywood. He may have just done it for for a laugh, and that was it. Maybe. Darth Vader. I mean, if someone told if someone told you tomorrow, Craig, hey, we we want you to be in Star Wars, would you say no? Eh, I would not. Well, there you go. What was the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> it means hey, he was he got the 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 um, chance to be in Star Wars. Who would not go for that? Even if you, that's the only acting job that you uh, that you're known for afterwards. Okay. What a thing to be known for. So, anyway, yeah. back to Jingle All The Way. Indeed. Uh, I maintain if this film didn't have Arnie in it, it would be completely unwatchable. Because the the joke is, it's Arnie, that's the joke. Yeah. He's just wandering around, being Austrian, yelling, punching a reindeer in one scene. Oh, As a team of Santa ninjas. You've got <laughs> to have the Santa ninjas. It's brilliant. You've also got Phil Hartman being a creep. Yeah. And a jetpack that's more advanced than anything that's been built by... NASA or any That's other... That's not true. Okay. NASA have been to the moon and back by, by then. Do you know what I mean? So... But they, don't, they haven't built a superhero jetpack where you can fly around a city for several minutes. Yeah, indeed. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> and if that technology existed, it would certainly not be a crappy parade. Oh my God. It's, you know what I mean? Common knowledge. That's why he's a hero. He's a superhero. He's a superhero. He's a superhero that we never had. Hmm. But it is very funny... Uh, throughout, I think it's really funny. Sinbad is not great as as a foil, but there's a couple of le- legitimately He's cute good jokes. When he gets a suit, when he gets a suit, yeah, when he becomes um, Dementor, Dementor, <laughs> something like that. Something man, Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually think. It's one of the more realistic Christmas films in terms of how a lot of parents will experience it. You know, they'll be running around after a spoiled child looking for a, a present that they can't get because they, they didn't bother to go early enough. Don't say that. I've got this issue right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying really hard. Not a parent, just in case that wasn't clear to anyone listening. <laughs> Angus really, really wants a Turbo Man this Christmas. <laughs> no, I'm even joking. It's actually for my husband. Turbo Man. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm struggling here. I know that I can. I'm actually. I feel like I should watch that because I can relate right now. <laughs> That's it. You you will be in Arnie's position. You're lending weight to his <laughs> argument. <laughs> also, um, I find it hilarious when his car gets like torn to pieces. You know, by well, you never find out who, but it's like essentially burnt out. So he has a really horrible day, and I wanted to see the conversation with his wife where she was like, "What happened to the car? Like you went out to." Get something. Yeah, they kind of gloss over that. Yeah. <laughs> he has a horrible... He spends hundreds of dollars on nothing. So... Oh, it's Arnie. He can afford it. He's a... Uh, he sold a lot of uh, mattresses recently. <laughs> so he's okay. Or buttresses. To his number one... F- um, to his number one customer. <laughs> yeah, and I liked Phil Hartman. Uh, you know, just being the, the sleazy, sleazy Ted with his non-alcoholic neck eggnog. Yeah. And Ted is clearly diddling half the neighbourhood women, which is kind of disturbing. Eh, don't use the word diddling. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. Why did you use that word? Because I did. Because uh, you're diddling. Uh, 
Well, that is literally like it's a lot more family friendly than some words I can I could no, imagine that is, now. I think that is a really. I do want to say it again because that sounds disgusting. Diddling. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I might tell Sandra not to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Diddling. Oh no. <laughs> so any other thoughts on Jingle All The Way from anyone you know anyone want to massively disagree with me or support me or whatever? you know I think I used to watch it when I was younger and I think I tried to watch it as an adult a couple of years ago and just cringed like so badly and I just couldn't handle it anymore I think it's definitely one that's just for like no one. I don't think it's for anyone. <laughs> it's definitely not my go-to f- film. Uh, I mean, if I'm channel surfing, there's nothing else on, and that's on. And you switch off some... the TV. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'll have Show it on the back. It's no nativity-free. Do where's my donkey? Is it? So oh it's... God, no. But it does have Arnie here. yelling, "Put that yeah. cookie down!" Oh, that's a great scene. <laughs> It's go. just him. It's just it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. He could be in anything, and and I'd probably try and watch it. But um, if he but wasn't now, in this, it would be horrible. I do I do acknowledge that. But it's also I also enjoy it. Yeah, he makes the film. Definitely, he does. for better or for worse. His well, I mean, like it's, like you said earlier, like there wouldn't there wouldn't really be case for watching it if he wasn't in it. Like there's nothing else going for it. No, nothing. Agreed. And that weird oh. pink Power Ranger monster. What's that all about? Booster. No one likes Booster, apparently. Oh. Although I do think the, the Turbo Man theme tune is actually quite catchy. I sing wonder... a few bars of it for us? <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I wonder if they were trying to set up, like, if there was a strong enough case, if Turbo Man could have become, like, a, a superhero. Like, oh, God. In his own right. Can you imagine an actual superhero movie of Turbo Man? I'm going to write it. I'm going to say, I think it was probably considered, and then they were like, nah, like, we've gone too far. Well, Power these Rangers days, these days they'd go, terrible. oh, that sounds like a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, so that that's my chosen movie. I don't mind it. Uh, I watch it every year. It's good fun. <laughs> you don't mind it. <laughs> Craig, how many points did you give this movie out of six? I'm not going to tell you that. It's, it seems like It seems like you were scraping the barrel for a choice. No, it there was actually... Of movies. It was actually my second choice, to be fair. Uh, oh, Chris, Christmas no. curtain has been lifted. Yeah, and Chris and did I did an like... entire podcast on this last year. Yeah, we did. Like, <laughs> that, that was going to be my bit, Tad. Is if you want to hear us break this down in agonising detail, there's an entire oh, podcast for you. <laughs> it's probably one of the top ten listened episodes that we've ever had. So no, it's not. <laughs> it could be. I haven't oh, done that. It's a grand total of six listens. It this did, is yeah. why I didn't want to focus just on Muppets Christmas Carol because I was like, I'm not having you destroy this movie for me. I'm not having us talk about this aimlessly for an hour and a half and utterly destroy it. So, uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> so instead, you're going to destroy Jingle All the Way for me? Is that what's happening? No, we no. just strengthened it for you. <laughs> you're, I actually, you're... I actually, you know, said that the storyboard and whatever was the character develops, blah blah. It also has Willard Kraft from Sabrina the Teenage Witch in it as a radio Oh, radio Willard. Yeah. Oh, Willard. He's the, he's the guy that, uh, that that promises to give them a Turbo Man eventually. So it looks like salvation is, is for for Arnie, and then okay. it's not. He'll get it in, like, February or something. He gets a gift certificate. It's a shame. 
So yeah, Jingle All The Way, it's a film. It's a movie. It, it qualifies, technically qualifies as a film. Oh. <laughs> I don't think the film would work these days, because you've got online shopping. Uh, yeah. You would just Amazon it these days. Well, he'd go on Amazon and be like, this will be delivered after Christmas, and he'd be like, no! And then he'd go on another website... And it would be a missed delivery, and he's chasing the delivery driver <laughs> through the entire city, trying to get the package before he returns it to the depot for him to collect after Christmas. Or better yeah, yet, someone hijacks the drone. It's, it's, it's a drone <laughs> delivery, and someone hijacks it. And he has to go Arnie on him. He does. I'd like if it was, like, current governor of California, Arnie, but he's still, his priorities is mattress business. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we'll solve the forest fires, and we'll solve the... You know, we'll solve all the other stuff that Californians want. But let's get this mattresses thing so get this order out of the way. And then we'll move into hard, heavy politics. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, I don't think I need to throw the randomness generator in again because we only have one left. That was quick. Um, no, we don't. Two. Well, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. I was editing you out completely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are some harsh blows. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm I only joking. You all. Yeah. Sorry for bringing you here tonight. <laughs> so, randomness generator, then. Okay. It went to one again, so I'm not I'm not talking about this again. Well, Three. Science. Natalie, you're up. Hey. Yay! I'm trying to remember what I chose. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my chosen movie was Muppet Christmas Carol but that got taken and then I was Hello. too slow to take Home Alone and so I go with my third choice which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas and it's the original animation not the Jim Carrey uh, palava which is good and enjoyable but it's the 26 minute long 1966 uh, Dr. Zeus animation that um, I've chosen and uh, and this is Christmas for me I guess because every year me and Gus B have got a little tradition where when we're putting up our Christmas tree which is what we're currently doing right now um, we always stick on this this movie and it gets us in the festive spirit before we then watch Home Alone Home Alone 2 Jingle all the way. Christmas Carol etc etc but it always sort of um, is the start of Christmas, I guess, and you can get proper festive and and it's kind of similar themes to um, some of the other movies that we've talked about. That's Gusby ringing in some seasonal cheer. Hello. Um, but yeah, some of the themes, so like consumerism, the Grinch is really against it, um, and it's a bit like Christmas Carol in that. Uh, his heart is too small, and then he like learns to love everyone, and uh, and realizes the true uh, reason for Christmas and the spirit of Christmas, and then becomes friends with everyone in Whoville, and it's really lovely. But um, it's quite funny, and of course it's in rhyme because it's Doctor Zeus, and everyone loves Doctor Zeus, and it's a uh, it's yeah, it's a fun little thing to have on when you're putting up the tree. It's really cute. Oh. What do other people think? You've all seen it, right? I actually rewatched it the other day, and uh, yeah, it's a little half-hour thing. Has anyone uh, seen the terrifying Dr. Seuss film, The Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T? Oh my god! Yes, I think I have. Yeah, because I feel like that, like forever haunted by that bit where he says that, like, 
someone couldn't keep the time, so he's sewn him into a drum. Is that like it's? Is it like black and white and in a basement? I can't remember. I mean, I saw it like ages and ages ago. It's got an incredibly. Yeah. It's like a sort of a room-sized piano thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it a really long time ago as well because somebody else asked me if I'd seen it and I said no. And then I remember watching it and being like, whoa, Dr. Seuss is like so dark. Yeah. Green human centipede in hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the Jim Carrey one... I've not seen the Jim Carrey one. Is that set like in the real world or is that also set in Whoville? Yeah, it's still set Whoville. in Whoville. Is it? Yeah, it's set in Whoville. All right. He, okay. You- he wears um, very strange, very elaborate makeup, actually. Yes, uh, um, it's Jim quite good, second though. film where he, play, where he wears green makeup. I'm Somebody a huge admirer it. of Jim Carrey, but I had to go with the uh, the original version instead of the movie version. But um, and I love their hair as well. They've always got great hairstyles. They're very fashion forward. The who's. Uh, I think it's a charming little half-hour thing. Um, it doesn't take up too much time. It tells its story well. The rhymes are... Well, they rhyme. Yeah, yeah they're mad cute. It was also in Home Alone. Yes, Briefly. Tim Curry's face turns into the Grinch. <laughs> and it looks a lot like one of her friends. It looks like Lanny. And, um, <laughs> and I always love that, because I always think of him when I watch it. I'm guessing that's a good thing for him. I don't know. Well, he's really cute. Does he hate Christmas? And, and love Tim Curry. So, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking, uh, thinking about the original Home Alone. He's actually watching it. Is that when he's eating all the ice cream? Yeah, Kevin's actually watching um, yeah. ho- um, The Grinch. I thought he was... He's, is he not watching bit- it in the back of a limo? No, 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 no. Um, actually... I've not seen Home Alone 2. He's watching it in the back of a limo, and then that's when Tim Curry realises that the credit card's been listed as stolen, so he waits for him to come back to the hotel. You're talking about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Yeah. Sandy's talking about Home Alone 1 Not Lost in New York. And he's watching (laughs) The Grinch in that as well? Yeah, he's watching watching it at home, because he's home alone, and he's watching it. I thought he was watching, like... Bad, like bad boy, angels with dirty faces. What you angels so with dirty wings, I think it is, or something like that. Yeah, he does. He does watch yeah. that afterwards, but uh, um, just actually, it's more like it's on in the background as he's making that whatever he's making himself to eat. Hmm. Okay. Cool. There we go. It transcends everything. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I guess for many movies. They use the Grinch as like the epitome of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There's the so. two, um, you know, there's the two anti-Christmas symbols, isn't there? There's there's Scrooge and there's the Grinch. Mm. And they yeah. both have a similar character arc, really. As well. They really so, do. And um, yeah. and I was noticing that actually tonight when I was watching, when I was watching it, because I was just like, it's pretty much the same story. I mean, Scrooge doesn't uh, give people coal for the fire, but he doesn't run about stealing everyone's light bulbs, does he? <laughs> no, mostly because it was in Dickensian time and no one had light bulbs. <laughs> or the NHS, because I was watching uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol, and they were talking about somebody getting sick. And oh yeah, it's like the first guy that comes in to like say, "Oh, I can't pay my mortgage," you know, little whoever, like, "Oh, she's not been well," and the doctor takes his cut. And I was like, "Whoa, this is like proper old. This is before 
we had a health system where people wouldn't become homeless if they couldn't afford their medical bills. Just say in America, you're pre-Victorian. So we've established that, uh, that, the, that Christmas Carol is set before World War Two. then. Huh? Uh, the, the NHS yeah. came in post-World War II. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Just found that very interesting. And I uh, naturally do correlations between Scrooge and Trump. And I was like, wow. Well, here we're alone. Probably not. Have you think- just shot up? Huh? You mentioned Trump. So all all, all um, Craig now has to do is put Trump in the tag uh, tagline or uh, in, in the uh, in the description somewhere, and the view- viewership for this podcast is just going to skyrocket. Wonderful! I can't wait. Question is, am I that shallow? Yes, yes. I yeah, am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do we encourage it? Yes. Yes, we do. We're going to get so many hits. The best of hits. We will have the biggest, mostest of hits that have ever hit. Yay! Yeah, the mostest of hits. hits. The mostest of hits. Yes. So, it sounds like you have quite a profound connection to the original Grinch film. Uh, I think the animation holds up. You know, it's it's very of its time, but it's very nice. Yeah, it's very of its time. It's very, very old-fashioned, but there's definitely a charm to that. I mean, the book's have like have never changed their sort of illustrations or anything like that. It's always been uh, the same stylistic way that it's been for what fifty, sixty years. It's yeah, it has held up really well. The, it's really good. The cartoon does look like it's straight out of uh, the the books. Yeah, and I think that that's really like magical because I can imagine if you've read them all as a little kid and then you watch it, you're like, wow, it's like real. Well, that classic animation is kind of what they're going back to now. I mean, when you see um, some of the stuff that the BBC do around about Christmas, when they normally do a couple, they commission a couple of little short animations, they're going back more and more now to proper sort of drawn animation, or at least uh, even if it's computer generated, making it look hand drawn and, mm. and going back to that for that uh, that feel. Yeah, it's definitely like it's like a homely nostalgia mm. feeling, and I guess that's what people want at Christmas anyway. So. It's like an easy, easy way in. Um, I'm going to end my little bit with a quote from the Grinch, if Ooh, you don't mind. A quote. Go it's for maybe it. like the most famous quote from the Grinch. Um, okay. <clears throat> then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Yeah, Dr. Zeus, you're a legend. I hope, so, yeah. I hope Arnie's son from uh, from Jingle All The Way is listening to that. <laughs> yeah, and I can take that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means that uh, Gus gets to reveal what he chose, which yes. arced Craig a little. Wait, Last wait, but by no means least. Random number generator has finally fallen on me. Well, you're the, by process of elimination, you're the last one left. No, no, so. I wait until the random number generator selection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, excuse me guys, this could take a while. Three again. Oh god! <laughs> I can't believe you're entertaining this thought, Craig. I'm just gonna lie. Now it's two. Woo. Were you number two? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's probably fitting that I've been randomly selected to go last <laughs> because I believe that my selection is the superior <laughs> choice for Christmas viewing. It's the prototypical 
action movie. It's probably the greatest action movie of all time. Some people contend that it's not a Christmas movie. I'm talking to you, Mum. <laughs> but it is a Christmas film. It's set on Christmas Eve. Or it's my friend with, Julie. All, <laughs> it's filled with all kinds of Christmas references. I'm talking, of course, about Die Hard. Woo! Yeah! The Telegraph as well are now saying it's quintessentially not Christmas. Oh, right. They well, can the Telegraph are wrong. They can bother yes. well. It's, it's, it's consistently ranked number one. You, you've the got, number one Christmas movie. Yep, you've, uh, you've, got that, you've got that meme. There are those who think Die Hard is a Christmas film, and there are those who are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I fall into both of those categories. Don't really understand how, but I do. Even as recently as December 2017, which is now Empire and Forbes and others have, have Die Hard at the top of all of their Christmas lists. And right, they should. Indeed. Well, I've had discussions with detractors who say that it's not a Christmas movie because it could be set at any time of the year. And to that I respond with, so can Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> and But Home Alone is a Christmas movie, according to these people, but not Die Hard. Double I've standard. been convinced that Die Hard is now a Christmas movie, but when we had our Christmas-a-thon last year... Um, I didn't want to end it with Die Hard because I was like, of all the Christmas movies that you could choose, I don't feel like that is Christmas. Well, But Angus is going to tell us a little bit more about that. You and all of these other people are confused and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Christmas film because it features John McClane and every um, man. Yeah, we can all relate. He's a weary traveller just like Joseph and Mary in the original Christmas story, <laughs> travelling home, well, travelling to see his family. You know, he's got, he's, uh, he's scrunching his toes up on the plane, trying to, trying to get over these symptoms of travelling. Uh, I'd also, he has a giant bear. I'd also contend that he plays Santa in this film because he's bringing gifts to everyone. He's bringing the gift of freedom to the people that he's freeing, uh, <laughs> saving from the terrorists slash thieves pretending to be terrorists that's a spoiler no spoiler uh, breakdown for you there and he's <laughs> he he bringing the gift he gives the gift of bullets and explosions to the bad guys yeah, he gives them a, gi- a gift of bullets definitely yeah I'll, yeah. I'll agree the, with that and the gift of self-confidence to Alan <laughs> I, I'd no, also is ca- Alan the like cop he is yeah. he shot a kid oh he's so cute that man <laughs> Exactly, so McLean's just handing out presents left, right and centre. He even like comes in the Nagatomi Plaza's chimney at one point when he dives off the roof tied up with a fire hose. You know, that's basically a metaphorical oh chimney. God. If Santa was a badass action hero, that's how he'd get in. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I've never thought of it like that before. It makes perfect sense to me. Exactly. And of course, no one else sees him doing it. Yeah, The, the yeah. hostages yeah. Are, still, are just sitting there wondering what's going on. He's able to creep around the house. Yes. Handing out his gifts. Wow. <laughs> My mind has been blown. And I'd say that, it, you know, it has so many elements of, of uh, a lot of the Christmas movies that have already been mentioned, which I think build together to make it the most supreme Christmas movie. And I'm glad that I got to go last, because otherwise I would have uh, ruined the reveals of everyone else's decisions and it's choices. The most <laughs> Not only is he like Santa crawling around those... <laughs> Air duct, but he sets up a load of traps around that metaphorical house, just like Kevin does in Home Alone. <laughs> he stops a, a, a bad guy, the Grinch, aka Hans Gruber. Although his baddie is even worse than the Grinch because the Grinch didn't murder people. 
But the Grinch is trying to steal Christmas, which is basically what Hans Gruber is trying to do. He's going around thieving things from people. He successfully does that. He steals lives. <laughs> well, the Grinch stole things first, but then the Grinch wasn't that yeah, much Hans of a bad because he gave his stuff life. back. Not like Hans Gruber. Uh, and I also say he's a bit like Ebenezer Scrooge because, you know, he has his flaws. He's obviously um, split up with his wife. Um, but just like Scrooge, he's redeemed at the end when everyone comes, comes back together. He makes a new friend in Al, and he and his wife are reunited. And also, just like you've uh, mentioned, Craig, about um, the rampant commercialism in your decision, at the very end of Die Hard, it takes a stand against commercialism because... Even in LA, it snows when the shredded bearer bonds come tumbling down out of the sky. And what are we supposed to take from that? You know, reject commercialism. It's all about family, friends, and machine guns. Put far too much thought into those, into that. I know he's actually reading from a script, and I'm, I'm like, not surprised. I, and I'm like, I had to, I had to Google when my thing came. I'm out not reading about. from a script, but I can if you really want me to, because we've also mentioned Christmas music, theme tunes, uh, various things that appear in you know the movies we've been talking about so far. But you oh, know, I didn't. The move, the music that appears in Die Hard is some of the greatest Christmas music ever, and I'm talking about Christmas and Hollis. <laughs> if you and if you'll indulge me, I'll say. Rhymes so loud and proud, you hear it. It's Christmas time, and we got the spirit. Jack Frost chilling, the hawk is out, and that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here, and the whole wide world is filled with cheer. My name's DMC, with a mic in my hand, and I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes, lend us an ear. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! He's left the building. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, what can you add to that, really? You know, it's it's just a brilliant film. I mean, I just watched it the other day with my friend. It's 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 what I only watch it in December. Same. It's, it's it, uh, otherwise I I I want it'll wear out, and I don't want to wear that out. It's just a brilliant film. Although I did notice one thing about it: the whole spiel at the beginning when um, Alan Whitman's character Hans Gruber uh, and his and his co they take over. Um, and they're they're looking for uh, Mr. Takagi. He knows everything about Mr. Takagi, but didn't think to look at a picture of him. Well, he didn't have Google, so ah, yeah, yeah, there there it is. There were there was no Google in 1988. <laughs> he left he left his Forbes magazine at home. There we go. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hans Gruber, well, great villain. Yeah. yeah, oh my god, yes. Alan Rickman's oh. first Hollywood film. That's correct. Are there any movies where like Alan Rickman is uh, a good guy? Not really. He was a type Galaxy Quest. Lad. Yes, t- yes, Galaxy Quest. I, I I've never seen statement. that. Oh, you no see, it's brilliant. But I don't know if I want to see him as a good guy because I definitely like find him really attractive as a as a bad man. The sheriff still- of Nottingham is a good guy from a certain point of view because you know, <laughs> there's all these tax dodging criminals out there in the woods that he's rounding up <laughs> in Galaxy Quest he's still kind of a crotchety guy so mm. he's always that but he's I mean, not evil no he's not the bad guy I'll definitely watch Galaxy Quest though get that sorted over the Christmas break not really yeah. a Christmas film but why not I love his quintessentially British moment in Galaxy Quest where are you going I'm off to find a pub <laughs> <laughs> that's great and uh, 
John McClane, great action hero until Die Hard 5, where he's not such a great action hero. Have we seen him all? He's getting old, come on. It's like uh, it's like Home Alone in that respect, in that, you know, diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to believe Kevin McAllister is uh, left home alone when he's 35. <laughs> Strange credibility slightly. You know, he's, he's, he's like one of... He's like one of uh... Like Ur Willy uh, or Bart Simpson, he never seems to old uh, get older. Kevin McAllister, because there's a there's a Home Alone five and six, I think, as well, um, and it's still about ten years old. I thought there was only four. Jeez. Yeah, there, there are a few. There, there are some that don't have a name. It's just Home Alone and then subtitle. Uh, we don't talk about them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at Home Alone two. That's on the screen. <laughs> Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, and Home Alone 4. Home Alone Covenant. Home Alone Covenant. (laughs) Home Alone, this time it's serious. There's something called Home Alone, the Holiday Heist. I think that's what I'm thinking about. That's got a girl in it. Oh dear. And she's holding her face like Macaulay Culkin is. Oh, it looks horrible. So who's, who's, um... So everyone's voting for Die Hard yeah. as the best film, right? <laughs> I didn't. I gave it a four. Well, stop revealing four your points. scores. We haven't Don't got to that reveal point. Yeah, keep it a secret. <laughs> oh, no. Edit Why that. not? Put some jingling bells over that sound. <laughs> Why? Why? When? Why? If it's not real now, when is it revealed? Soon. Soon. Uh, yeah, very soon. Yeah, but it doesn't matter like what I give it because it's its overall score, it was right? the night before the scores were revealed. <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, Die Hard, and it's, it's got a bit of corporate culture in there, which is weird, because it's like, you know, an 80s version of corporate culture, and the touchscreen computers in the in the lobby, they're yep. amazing. And, and a, very, a very risky joke about um, um, when Joe Deca- Takagi says, hey, we didn't get you Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you tape decks. Oh, yes. I don't, think that, I don't think that would pass censorship these days. And there's Ellis. Ellis is in there. He's a uh, he's someone that you should hate. Classic yep. smarmy eighties guy. Smarmy. Yep. Snorting cocaine off the boss's desk. <laughs> yeah. And then Bruce Willis tells him you missed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just after Joe Takagi introduces him as a cop. Yeah. Brilliant. I actually do think I love this movie because I remember a few years ago I did this online quiz. Right? Do you know the quizzes where it's like. Oh, what action hero are you? And I did uh-huh. one, and uh, and I had to wake Gus up to tell him who I was, and I was like, "Oh, who do you think I was? Who do you think I am?" And I go, like, it's two o'clock in the morning. Was the response? Yeah, it's two in the morning. Much, leave me alone. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know who are you?" And I was like, "I'm John McClane." <laughs> and that's become one of our standard go-to quotes of life, <laughs> where he'll throw out, "I'm John McClane," at me, and uh, and I feel like this movie. Is uh, is an integral part of my life now. See, it's bringing people together. The Christmas well, message. I just, the thing is, though, like I hear it so many times now that I kind of believe that I am John McLean. <laughs> so, John McLean is a badass. Have you been crawling around air ducts and yeah, and, and taping, I don't wear shoes so and taping C four to to office chairs and See, things like that. Yeah. That's another thing about the Die Hard uh, franchise in general. It's not um, averse to poking fun of it uh, at itself. In in the second one, he makes a reference to that it's happening again because he's he's going through a duct and says, "How can the same 
um, I can't I can't swear on this. So how can the same stuff happen to the same guy twice? Yeah, and then he has another adventure in Die Hard Three, where he's unlucky, and then Die Hard Four, and then Die Hard Five, we just don't talk about. And there's apparently going to be another one. Oh God, let's not go there. Wasn't there a Die Hard PlayStation game? There was Die Hard Trilogy um, on on the PS1, where yeah. you got to wander around Nakatomi Plaza uh, in the third-person perspective. <laughs> and there was Metal Gear Solid 2. Which is just Die Hard, yeah. Which is probably way better. <laughs> um, and there was the Die Hard with a Vengeance game was a, on that same disc was a light gun game. And then there was a driving game that was impossible uh, as well for with a Vengeance. So, yes. Can I just say that Die Hard with a Vengeance is probably my favourite of, th- of the three proper. Ooh. I like that one. I just like it. I don't know why. I just do. You can watch it any time of year. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's probably why I can watch it any time, especially in the summer, because it's set in the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, Die Hard. Awesome. But yeah, Die Hard. Absolutely fantastic film. And that was going well, to be my choice. I'm but glad everyone stunning. agrees with me. See, that's what I get for being nice and and, and deciding to choose last. You're just give everyone else an exhibiting opportunity. Exhibiting your Christmas spirit. That was it. I won't say I won't say what uh, what vote I gave it, but it, I actually gave it a higher vote than my movie choice. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So on that note, we uh, decided that we were going to take a bit of a poll on um, what how, how the these films stack up when compared to each other. Uh, we were going to do an audience reaction, but we don't have an audience. So instead, instead, we chose each other. We all submitted our scores anonymously to our independent adjudicator, Aaron, who couldn't be with us tonight. But he has pre-recorded a response that may or may not be possible to play. Depends on our <laughs> IT guy, if he can do it. I, I, I can do it. So, so, Craig, you've got to say hello, Aaron, and Aaron will appear as if by magic. Yes, so... I hope we're keeping all that in, because I love all that like behind-the-scenes talk. So we're going to go live to Aaron uh, in the past. So the, that time machine from Gremlins is going to kick in again. It's like Eurovision. What, you didn't, you didn't get a DeLorean, you cheapskate. Well, <laughs> have you seen the price of petrol? Never mind that. Have you seen the price of DeLoreans? Where we're going, we won't need petrol. Uh, just Don't we like feed it banana skins and Oh, yeah, like, you, you just stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. Mr. Fusion only powers the time circuits. It still needs gasoline to drive. Uh, <laughs> guys, guys, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, they do mention going to the birth of Christ in the first Back to the Future film. Okay. And, I, and I first saw Back to the Future at Christmas one, uh, that year for me. It's called, It was also always on British TV at Christmas. Technicality, yep. no down the rover. Right, so we're going to go live to the past with Aaron. So, hi, Aaron. Thank you, Craig. Welcome to Edinburgh. Seamless. <laughs> Bienvenue at Edinburgh. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome you and the gang here to Scotland this evening on this dark and miserable December night. Whilst we wait for the judges and jury to bring in their scores, I'd love to tell you a little bit about our city and all the wonders therein. But it's dark and I can't see anything. Also, <laughs> winter is here and it's very cold and I have no intention of traveling around outside at all. So we're just going to have to sit here in the miserable darkness waiting for the scores. Oh, here. Excellent. 
turns out the results are just coming in now. He's milking his part today, isn't he? <laughs> just a bit. In last place, getting the shaft <laughs> on Dunier Blas avec 14 points. The film that none of you really gave two dams about. Nil points. It's the Grinch. Oh. Oh. Right in the kidney. The shaft. Two sides. Do you want me to continue on, or you want a reaction as you go? <laughs> how many? How many points did he give the Grinch? I didn't hear the points. Do you, do you want me to uh, rewind uh, the definitely live? <laughs> Let me rewind definitely live, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 Aaron. Please, please say that again in yes, exactly the same tone. Those... Narrowly avoiding the shaft with a stunning 15 points. The second film that none of you really cared much about at all and barely gave it enough points to be welcome here. On cinquième place, avec 15 points. Jingle all the way. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> How did Jingle all the way get more than the, than the Grinch? Oh, I'm was- not last. I feel like with the explanation that I've half-assedly given this evening, I feel like maybe you guys would have changed your scores had you heard more about it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. To, to, be, to be absolutely brutally honest, I really detest the, the Zeus rhyming. Ooh. Right, get the fuck. Jingle bell. Where's your Christmas spirit? Meow. It's gone. (laughs) Handbags at dawn. Okay, thank you, Aaron. Do you want to continue? Jingle all the way. (laughs) Just to rub it. In fourth place, actually managing a respectable score of 22 points. On quatrième place. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Eurovision. Gremlins. Oh. Damn. <laughs> no one did that. No one did that before. No, thank God. I actually whistled it, but I forgot that I had myself on mute. Oh. Did anyone ever have the Gremlins toy when they were like younger? Because my sister had one and it was really cute. I have a toy gizmo somewhere. Um, yeah, he, sit, he sits on my bedside table and falls off when when I just try to pick up my phone when the alarm goes off because I end up punching him off. There Every day. There's a bit of slice of Craig's life for, for I everyone. Like it. Isaac often hears Craig playing with his gizmo. Right, guys. M I. Anyway. Back to Aaron, live from freezing Edinburgh, where we all are. Leading us into the top three. The three films that were neck and neck through most of the scoring that the judges had some trouble deciding over. The first of the real contenders, with 29 points. On troisième place, avec 29 points. Home Alone. Oh! Was your girlfriend. That's like a tarantula to the face, that isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my my voice isn't uh, good enough uh, right now to do that uh, that 
soft scream that he does. <laughs> Apparently that was a real tarantula, and uh, Stern um, agreed to do it once and once only. Maybe oh. Santa will. Maybe Santa will drop it in in the edit. Tarantulas are really um, are really sensitive, so I hope he didn't scream like that when it was on his face because that would have really scared it. How many times did he take the iron in the face, though? <laughs> Several. Or how many times? <laughs> how many times did he get electrocuted in the second one? No. Oh my god, this means that it's between Die Hard and the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep. I'm, I'm just... Right, call the shots. Who's winning? Muppets. Got... Right, we... You need to put a drum beat in this. On this. Okay. A drum I'll roll or a drum beat? I'll take drum a drum roll. beat behind drum my drum roll. rap earlier as well. <laughs> just a generic uh, just a generic drum machine type beat. Yeah, just public access drum beat. Cool. Um, yes, so I would go... I'm going to go with Die Hard still. Yeah, Muppets. I think Die Hard's going to win. I, I think, think Die Hard might clinch it. Damn <laughs> it! I think the Muppets need to do the Muppets Die Hard. <gasps> I think the Muppets have probably done one. I'd be surprised if, if the Muppets haven't done a Die Hard. What if it's a tie? Because we didn't do what Eurovision do, where like the points change well, quite a lot to well, really. Aaron, Aaron also voted, so that removes the possibility of a tie. Oh, oh. good. How would that remove? How would that remove the possibility of a tie? Because it just does, okay. <laughs> it <laughs> does. For reasons. Any, <laughs> I'm not going to make ex- any sense. You I'm not going to explain this mathematical formula that I've spent no time thinking about. <sighs> right. Okay. Let's find out. Aaron, back to you. What's number two? Let's <laughs> <laughs> to the top two. One oh. of these is your choice of 2017. <laughs> Neil Before Pod Christmas Scoring Awards. <laughs> the Trademark. With 35 of a possible 42 points. Et le gagnant. Avec 300 points. Victory! There was a disturbance in the force. Uh, no one saw that. You guys voted. Coming. You guys voted. Wow. And uh, Aaron wants to reveal. Yeah, so, sorry, Aaron, we're, we're stealing your thunder. Oh. Leveling us only in second place, closely followed there with 32 points. Well, second, avec 32 points, the Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol. Yeah! The Muppet Christmas Carol. Thank you. Those were the results of the Neil Before blog jury. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Thank you very much, Aaron. Wait, wait, Thank wait. you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. You can now Hi, return Aaron. to your own time. That... I feel like we should have Aaron Thank do you, this Craig. all the time. Well... <laughs> yeah, definitely. We need to do more like this, and he needs to be the judge every time. But I just feel like, <laughs> can we have him speak like that the next five times that he joins us? Because... Because I think I love him. What, just repeating everything in French? Yeah, That's... and giving it points for pointing. Our, I think point our system. podcasts are long enough. <laughs> yeah, on that note, uh, now that we know who uh, is won, I've got to go finish my Christmas tree. Well, yes. suddenly she has no interest anymore. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it was cool. all about the competition. Now it's like, nah. Yeah, they, indeed. They've declared the winner. I'm not going to buy the single. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, everybody okay with, with the winner? I mean, it doesn't matter if you are or not. There are no take-backs. The travesty. No, <laughs> no take-backs. No, no. It makes perfect sense to me. I am well, glad that finally it's like at the top of a, a list. Because I know Gus like reeled off all of these, like, oh, Empire said so, and so-and-so said so, and blah, blah, blah. But I think um, it's about time Die Hard took a step back and let the other Christmas movies in for a little while. Um, but it won. Yeah, Die Hard won. He, he, he announced the he announced the winner and he he did a switch Aru. He announced the winner first with thirty eight points, and then with a respectable thirty two points, you had. Uh, Why did he do that? To confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> the parade is back on. <laughs> oh, so this whole time you thought you'd lost. That's hilarious. Oh, oh we both misunderstood the rules. <laughs> I misinterpreted the rules. <laughs> it's just Aaron's unique presentation style. Yeah. Right, that's it, Aaron. You're fired. Whoa. Oh, oh, take back f- everything God, that, you said. That, was that quick. changed quickly. That's yeah. a quick divorce. <laughs> I love him too. You're fired. Everything that she said before, I am now saying. You are harsh. <laughs> Look, I thought that Muppets had won. Now they got 32, and I think Die Hard got 35, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I heard a lower number, but then I thought that I must have made that up. Well, it all worked out in the end. It all worked out in the end. John McLean saved Christmas once again. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Nut. Oh, that's quintessentially Scottish. Nut. Nut. Oh my god, he's still playing We Are The Champions. (laughs) Uh, Well, of course, he put in so much effort. (laughs) He did actually, if everyone, if everyone, he did put forward the most articulate case. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I Lee Roy Jenkins did. You know, I just went in. And I was stuck with Jingle all the way. Yeah, but you've already discussed that for like two hours of your life, so come on. You should have been Wait, a oh, please. Recap it was like f- It was like 48 minutes. <laughs> watch this! Watch this! He's, he's, he'll 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 insert his, that blo- that blog about Jingle All the Way. Just all for eight minutes. Yeah. I'm going to check how long it was <laughs> because I can. Because it would be. Where is it? It's your Harry. blog. You can do what you want. Yeah. I'm not going to edit in the entire podcast. No one <laughs> wants to. Ne- no one wants to hear that. It was 50 minutes and five seconds. I was wow. close. Just about Jingle All the Way. What on earth did you talk about? We talked about Jingle All the Way. In great agonising detail. (laughs) Why did we not talk about Home Alone 2 and the amazing scene when uh, Thingy goes across the ice rink just stealing everyone's clothes? I love that scene. Because we decided to talk about Jingle All the Way. It's also on right now. (laughs) Indeed. So, yeah, Christmas. And we should do more like competitive movie-offs or thing-offs. Yeah, it makes me feel really festive. I don't know, I, I might retire as champion. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore you can be undefeated. I like yep. your I like it. Quit while you're ahead. Well you can you can do um, the scores next time. <laughs> That's true, I could do that. Right. I could never live up to that amazing Eurovision scoring though. I know. Well, it was funny how you said that it's like Eurovision, and uh, yeah. then it was. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And uh, no one had heard that audio clip before before today. Precious. It was kept under wraps. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Well, on that.
festive note. I'm going to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And I might see some of you for a, a quick reaction five minute slot on Star Wars when that comes out <sighs> this week. I, Do you I think possibly, tomorrow? Possibly I, at three in the morning. Yes. Tomorrow! I, it's tomorrow. I go to see it on Saturday. Woo. Well, you won't be involved, I'm afraid. We're doing no. a quick reaction. I ain't, do, I ain't doing a 3 a.m. 3 a. in the morning thing. No, heck no. <laughs> what will be out first, though? This podcast or the Star Wars reaction podcast? The Star, Star Wars, Wars reaction podcast. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> so we'll see Star you there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> see you in the past, everyone. <laughs> we will be doing a proper real discussion on Star Wars like next week, though. And the continuity is shot. A long yeah. podcast uh, far, far away. <laughs> I don't think Neil before uh, Pod has sorted out their timeline. I think the chronology's all off. Yeah, there, there, there's definitely no no continuity here at all. We are the time travellers. We are the time travellers' wife of podcasts. <laughs> if I'd seen that movie, I'd pretend to laugh. <laughs> pretend to laugh. Uh, don't watch the movie. Read the book. The book's better. Okay. But basically, a guy experiences his timeline out of order. I got that from the title of the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. (laughs) Have a beautiful time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to thank my guests. Um, I'm going to thank me because that's important. Well done, Craig. Yay. Angus, thanks for being here. Yippee-ki-yay, melon farmers. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Uh, Natalie, thanks for being here. Donada. Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you. Isaac, thanks for being in the same house. Right I live with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. You text alert. Isaac, you have to join us all the time. All well, the I do, time. I live all here. Like, what I do is, while Craig makes his podcast, I just wait in my room so I can go and cook my food. And like, you know, like, getting real hungry now. The, the Supergirl can't have had that much in it. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to talk about the flash I'm like I guess I'll just I'll just drink water and wait <laughs> you thought they were long Natalie you've never had to put up with that I know there we go well done yeah, Isaac I think uh, well done Isaac you should get yeah. some sort of special I don't know the real hero yeah the real hero of our, of our show tonight Isaac <laughs> and last but by no means least Sandy Thank you for being here. Yeah, it was good fun. Cool. And to all our listeners, a merry, happy Christmas. Merry, happy Christmas. Yeah, I'm going with that. And a merry, happy new year. Are you going all trading places on us? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. And there comes the take their notice. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's the lawsuit. Hang on, hang on a second. <laughs> so, thank you guys. Have a great Christmas. Thank you, listeners. Have a great Christmas. Thank you, Santa, for. Thank you, little baby Jesus. Thank you, little baby Jesus. Thank you, John McLean. Thank you for listening to the Neil Before Pod Christmas special. On behalf of all of us, I'd like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and all the best in the new year. We would be honoured if you would give us the gift of subscription on iTunes, YouTube or any major podcasting app. And we will give you the gift of even more great content. We hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod.